Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy, best friends forever. We are back here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, hour number two. That's Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Joined today, as we are on most days, in hour number two. For the Closer, Chris Fetcher. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up? What's up? It's your boy, the Closer, and uh, Labor. Beast. You have any shares? Uh, I don't. Don't have any shares. Which is upsetting. It, it was a big price. I don't have any shares either. It was a big price to pay. I mean, you were looking at a fifth, sixth round pick. I mean, a lot of people were excited about Glaber Torres, and rightfully so. The prospect pedigree, what he did last year before he got hurt. Yankees, good ballpark, good lineup. There was a lot to like there. Yeah. Zero discount whatsoever when it came to Labor Torres. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Frank, you've talked a lot about your decision in the main event where you took Chris Sale over Garrett Cole. And you just thought it was like, hey, Sale's there. How do I not take him? And you regretted that decision. You were not regretting that decision last night as Garrett Cole faced the White Sox and he got bombed. Five innings, seven hits, six runs. He walked one. He struck out seven. He allowed two solo home runs, one to Eloy Jimenez and one to Jose Abreu. They're both solo shots. And then the six innings where it is where it all went down into hell. Mm-hmm. As Joshua James, he allowed a grand slam. Some of those runs, char- or all of those runs, I should say, were charged to Chris Sale. That was a big blast against him. Yeah, this wasn't the best performance, obviously, for Garrett Cole here, giving up a couple of dingers. Uh, nice to see Eloy Jimenez kind of uh, get off the schneid here. He's been struggling. A lot of people asking questions, do I drop Eloy Jimenez? Oh, you don't drop Eloy Jimenez, <laughs> even for some of these other prospects. He, he was one of the top prospects coming into the season, and uh, the weather's just going to continue to heat up in Chicago. The ball's going to start to fly out, so I'm not worried about Eloy Jimenez. Again, he had a home run off Garrett Cole last night, and then he hit... Uh, his second one off of who is this gentleman? Brady Rogers. So he gets two. Who home is runs. this gentleman? <laughs> he hits. Uh, he gets the two home runs last night. But overall, for Garrett Cole, look. If anyone's freaking out about him, like do anything you can to try and buy low. Yeah. If it's if it's at all possible, he's got a four point one one ERA. He's got a two point three three xFIP right now. His home run to fly ball ratio is twenty point eight percent. Last year, it was ten percent, which lent itself to a 2.88 ERA over 200 innings pitched last season. His K per nine is up this year. His walks per nine are down this year. His swinging strike rate is 15.7%. All the underlying numbers for Garrett Cole are absolutely phenomenal. Still has a 1.08 whip. If anybody in your league is freaking out about Garrett Cole, you need to. I think even, even if they're not freaking out, you have to do your due diligence right now and try and figure out if there's a way that you can get Garrett Cole on, on your team cheaper than what he was heading into draft season venture. Yeah, I, I don't see how anyone's freaking out. I mean, even though the ERA is 401, but like, you know, we ERA is like deceiving. 100 Ks, Absolutely. 
It's so deceiving. 100 Ks, 65 innings, 17 walks is incredible. So there's nothing to worry about. Those are the real numbers you need to look at, not, not the 411 ERA. His whip's 1.08. So you know, obviously, he's doing well when it comes to walks and, and hits against. Um, it's just that once in a while, he does get blown up. But that happens to everybody. So that ERA will go down. What was his XFIP, you said? 2.33. Yeah, so ridiculous. Pretty damn good. <laughs> 100, 100 strikeouts in 65 and a third innings pace, Greg. That's Gary Cole. That's Gary Cole. He's, he, Garrett he's Cole. good. Justin Verlander, also uh, very, very good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ivan Nova. Interesting stat line last night. Mm-hmm. Seven innings of three-run ball. I told you that. You'd be pretty pumped against the Astros. You'd be like, wow. This guy, huh? Three strikeouts, one walk. You're like, okay, I want so the strikeouts to be up. That's a nice quality start. What I didn't tell you uh, was he allowed 10 hits. <laughs> the whip, not so good. It's Ivan Nova. For Ivan Nova. I wanted Ivan Nova to be this week's like, veteran pitcher that you talk yourself into, Frank. Like, that's what I was hoping for. I almost did a couple of weeks ago, but then I was like, no, no, no. He had back-to-back starts with one run. Then he faced Toronto again and got bombed for nine runs. And, and, and that's, what, uh, that's what you get yourself into when you start talking about Ivan Nova. Nothing to see here, Greggy. I don't have any shares of Alex Bregman, who had his 15th home run on the season last night. Uh, Bagged 272 with a 398 OBP. I know all these home run numbers are just out of whack now because they're always going to be in the juice ball era, but it's all really impressive. And Alex Bregman just doing, uh, having a fantastic, fantastic season. We just haven't talked about him. Yeah, picking up where he left off last year in the second half, Greg. If you remember when we started very early, back in mid-January, talking about Certain players. We were talking about the Astros one day and everything that they did in the offseason. You asked me one word to describe how I felt about Alex Bregman this year. And I said, boing. And that's exactly how I still feel about Alex Bregman. 15 home runs in 48 games, 32 runs, 35 RBIs, 272 batting average. Ideally, you'd want to see a better batting average. And I would think that that's coming. He's got just a 246 BABIP. The fly ball rate is up a little bit, but also hitting the ball much harder this year than last year as well. Uh, Striking out 3% more, but still nothing crazy. 15%. That's much better than league average. Walking more this year. Uh, The OBP is at 398. The batting average is only going to get better. Um, There's not really anything more that I could tell you regarding Alex Bregman. You're not going to be able to trade for him unless uh, you give up your entire team or, you know, I mean, at least that's what I would demand. And it's not a sell high situation either. It's just, He's a really, really damn good ball player. And I was excited about him coming into the year venture. Yeah, I don't have any shares of him. But, I mean, one of the best players in the league. That's all I got to say. Young, too. I mean, you said it all. What, what can you really he's say? 25 years old. Yeah. yeah. Just, he's getting better every single season. It's just a star. He had 31 home runs in 157 games last year. He's got 15 this year in 48 games. The guy might hit 40 home runs, Greg. He's well on his way there. With shortstop and third base eligibility. He's very... Very, very good at baseball. Yes. Yeah. I'm just looking at all these home runs. I'm looking at everybody in the league and their home runs. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, like, I don't even know what the barometer should be because yeah. it's, it's like ridiculous. It's skewing everything because I'm yeah. thinking certain guys are doing good, but there's so many guys doing better. Yeah. That it's yeah, like true. it's skewing, you know, what you think is good. I do want to have a quick note from yesterday. Uh, Sean Kelly picked up his fourth save. I believe back-to-back games with a save for Kelly off the IL, right? That is correct. So I, I know that uh, 
I know that uh, LeClerc pitched two days ago in the eighth, did not pitch yesterday. Kelly did in the ninth. Allowed a walk, allowed a hit, uh, struck out two of the batters that he faced. Back-to-back games with a uh, save. I said, I told you if I had to trust one right now, Kelly or LeClerc, it was going to be Kelly. Uh, and for two games anyway, uh, the Rangers agree with me. Yeah, I would go back to saying I think the pecking order for saves right now with the Rangers is Sean Kelly, Jose LeClerc, and Chris Martin in that order. I agree. Uh, Chris Martin, while Sean Kelly was out, had an opportunity. He had allowed runs scored in three straight appearances, while Jose LeClerc has now gone four straight appearances without allowing a run. So um, they're moving in opposite directions, and I still think sooner rather than later we're going to get LeClerc in the role, Greg. Obviously, if Sean Kelly was dropped, he needs to be added again. I'm not you know, blowing all of my fab. I'm going to spend... You know, five, six percent, you know, if you're playing a thousand dollar fab league, fifty, sixty bucks, try and get Sean Kelly back on your team. You could pick up a few saves, but it wouldn't surprise me if even before the all star break, Greg, if we see Jose LeClerc black back in the closers role. You're shaking your head down. I am not I have not shaking my head about about that. Um I believe Masier Tanaka was just hit with a comebacker. That's not good. That happened a couple weeks ago and he ended up hurting his I think it was also his calf, Greg. Oh no, Shin. It was a Shin. Yeah, this I don't think this one was a shin. He, let's see here. I'm, gonna, I'm watching the play live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we could get a live breakdown from Dr. A, too. Maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> oh, he's fine. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Threw here, the ball away. Here yeah, it is. Yeah. Fine. He went oh, right God. He went around the chest. In and the shoulder chest. area. Oh, and then he, of course, threw it into foul territory. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was bad. Now it's second and third with no outs. So. Yeah, so things aren't looking great. See, for, we, were talking, we started the show talking smack about the Oreos, Greg, and now they're about Stand by. I mean, get, listen, Gary Sanchez was in there. They wouldn't throw a smack. It would be fine. <laughs> he, he's, he's I not. mean, they got to win once in a while, the Oreos. Do they? Know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to end up with probably 50-something hey, hey, wins. They've at least won, uh, what, 14, 15 games already this year? Yeah, Greg? 15. 15, not bad. Uh, last night, a team that also doesn't lose very often is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They did lose uh, to Tampa 8-1. to one. Rich Hill uh, pitched very, very well for Los Angeles. Six hits, six innings, five hits, one run, walked two, struck out seven. We even got the Mike Florio tweet about, this is what I've been telling you about Rich Hill. He's good. This is what I expect. <laughs> right? Did we not what get that tweet? Did we? I don't know. <laughs> did you not see it? I didn't see I it. I think I saw that. You saw that tweet, Venture? <laughs> yeah. Good. All right, so. I'll read you the exact tweet. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to misquote does it, my does friend it surprise Mike. Surprise me at this point? No, Florio is a big quantity greater sign quality, and Rich Hill is the face of that movement. So I mean, if you're gonna preach that, ah, here's the here's the tweet mantra. <coughs> then Rich Hill's your guy, of course. Rich Hill just doing Rich Hill things. Sub three ERA, good whip, and well over a strikeout per inning. And then Rich Hill gif. <sighs> He loves him. I mean, how can I follow that up, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I'm like being honest. I mean, look, the guy's killing it this year. He's K per nine over ten. His walks per nine are, you know, the best they've been since twenty fifteen when he only made four starts with the Red Sox. One point six seven walks per nine. He's not walking anyone. He's getting a ton of strikeouts. A fifty one percent ground ball rate. I don't think anyone ever doubts that Rich Hill is really good when he's on the mound. No, he's never just, on the mound. You know, exactly. Twenty seven innings pitched. He <sighs> hasn't pitched more than 135 innings pitched in each of the past, you know, three seasons entering this year. It's you know, we never doubt that Rich Hill's a good pitcher. It's just how long is he going to be out there for? It's, you got to worry about that. It's a ticking and time bomb. I understand you don't get a zero whenever he's not pitching. It's all right. You put him on your IL. You pick up another pitcher, and hopefully that whoever you pick up gives you decent innings. Obviously not to the level of Rich Hill, but 
He's a really good pitcher when he's on the mound. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Hinge and Ryu for the Dodgers. Right. Pretty much all the Dodgers guys, right? Yeah. They're really good when they're on the mound. But, yeah. How long are they going to say? Like 27 innings, you know? It's, we said this it's not about, enough. We said this about Ryu the other day, Greg. I mean, if you can sell Rich Hill right now, would you? I mean, I think the easy answer is yes, but, again, everyone else who's listening or knows anything about anything knows Everybody that was, Rich Hill's going to get hurt at some point. They do, but they also know... At that know, point, I'd rather just keep him rather than selling low. I don't, so I don't agree with that because this one's a little bit different, right? Because he's healthy now. Everybody knows there, you can sell Rich Hill on the fact that the, the very truth... That when he's healthy, he's great. He's awesome. He plays on the best team in baseball. Like you can sell that, even to to anybody that can then wrap their minds around that. All right, maybe this is the year he doesn't get hurt. Maybe this is the year that he'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. There's always a believer that somebody will ultimately think that. Mm-hmm. We do it all the time. Where the Yankees did it with Troy Tulowitzki. Maybe this is the year that he won't get hurt, right. and he gets hurt every year. Same goes for Rich Hill. Same goes for Kenta Maeda. Same goes for Hyunjin Ryu. There's always a time for those Dodgers pitchers, or really a lot of pitchers in baseball that are injury-prone, there's always a time that at some point they will get hurt. And that's the truth of Rich Hill. But all you need is one person to sell it to that, hey, maybe this isn't the year. All you're doing, this isn't even a, 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 a false narrative that you're selling. You're telling the truth. Yeah. He's awesome when he's healthy. If you don't think he's going to stay healthy, don't trade for him. But if you do, let's make a deal. But he's not going to stay healthy. I agree. Yeah. You agree. All you need to do is find I mean, somebody. It's a fact. It's not even like a subjective statement. It's a fact. We, we both agree on this. Yeah. But all you need to do is find somebody that says, hey, he's healthy right now, which is true. He's pitching well right now, which is true. That thinks that, hey, yeah. maybe you won't get health. Maybe you won't get hurt this year. Yeah. Or, or a team that, you know, is just so stacked with pitching and maybe they could use a, a spot starter type guy that's this good. And they could, you know, afford to trade someone away to get him. You know, it's like a niche guy, you know? You, the right, he fits perfectly in the right team, in the right system. Where you could plug and play him when you need to, but he's not like, you know, your number two or three starter, so he's so important, you know? That's exactly right. And, and you said that uh, he, it's about fit when it comes to Rich Hill for fantasy. You can't have this guy on your team and him be someone that you depend on, Greg. It, it almost has to be a luxury. Yeah more than someone that you actually depend on. He's got to be your SP5, your SP6. And I think for most people who drafted him, he's probably in that range because he was going later on in drafts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he's your SP5, SP6, like, you can almost live with it. Yeah. Like, you live with, okay, when he's here, he's going to be really good for me. And when he's hurt, that's fine. I mean, right. he's like my SP5, SP6. I'm not depending on him to be there all season long. Yeah. I think that's probably the argument that Florio would make for him, too. And that's the other thing, is that if you have him in that role, it's fine. But where you drafted him, is that where you were getting him at as an SP5, SP6? No. Not in like 15-team leagues. You're probably getting him as like your SP3, SP4. But I think in 12-teamers, you, you might have got him as like your SP5. You, you might have got him SP4, in that range. SP4, yeah. Really? Around yeah, I there, so. yeah. Yeah, I, I think like it's, he started to lose some of his luster this year in draft season because everyone's just tired of Rich Hill and the Dodgers starting pitchers constantly getting placed on the IL. Yeah. But here's what you all have to ask yourself, Greg. If you're trying to shop and sell away Rich Hill, is it worth trading away a sub-3 ERA? Let's, let's just say he pitches to a sub-3 ERA for 130 innings this year. Is it worth trading that away to get a, a starting pitcher who might give you 180 innings, Greg, but let's say those innings come at a anywhere from a 3.5 to a 3.7 ERA? 
Like if you could turn Rich Hill into like Shane Bieber or something like that. I would do that. I would that, do that. Does that make sense to do though? Is, I think, it, is it almost better to keep a guy for 130 innings where he's going to give you a sub three ERA mm-hmm. as opposed to getting like a mid to high threes ERA over 180 innings pitched? And that's what you have to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it ultimately, ultimately depends on that player. I don't think it's just like... In Roto, I probably and the league. wouldn't do Yeah, the league. It depends right. On the league. In Roto, I'd probably just keep Rich Hill. I mean, he is the perfect Roto pitcher. And, and yeah. Florio has said that for years. I mean, we've all agreed on that. It's, it's, it's a factual statement. Mm-hmm. You know, in points leagues, he doesn't go all that deep into games. And, you know, he's, he's done a fine job. He went six innings pitched last night. And it seems like that's been, you know, quite the norm for him this year. But you can't depend on him to give you innings every single time out and for the longevity of the season. Right. So that's why that's he's why better you'd rather have for Bieber. points leagues. Yeah. And he's better for Roto. So I think that's probably your answer. Like, yeah. if you can get a pitcher that you expect, like a mid-threes ERA for the rest of the season, if you play in a points league, then I would probably look into shopping Rich Especially Hill. a younger Roto, pitcher. probably just keep him. Yeah, especially Speak a younger pitcher like Bieber, who could be even better than 3-5 ERA. Maybe he ends up with a 3-2. Yeah, I mean, I just threw him out there. Yeah, Realistically, yeah. can you turn Rich Hill into Probably Bieber? not. Probably not. I don't think Probably so. Probably not. But I was <laughs> just thinking of like a pitcher in that range. Yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, we are joined by Dr. A today from Inside Injuries to give us the latest on everybody that's hurt around the majors. We're going to update on Giancarlo Stanton, which is helpful. Wade Davis as well. So stick around more on the way next on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. The morning after. There is no more 212, 160-pound shortstop anymore, bro. Like, that hits 212. Or, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, the game is different. Everybody hits 20 more home runs now. Everybody's big. It's different, Joe, now. It's a different, like, did the Boston Red Sox win because of hustle last year? They win because Mookie Betts is better than everybody. J.D. Martinez hit a million home runs. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Back with you here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Chris Ventura, Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, all here with you to talk uh, about some of the injuries going around Major League Baseball. And to do that with us, we are joined as we are each and every Thursday by the good doctor from Inside Injuries, and that is Dr. Ray. What's going on, Doc? How are you guys doing today? We're doing really well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. ton of injuries to talk about today. Always are, man. How, how, how did you sleep? I slept. Uh, who are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I just sleep. I slept great. Right. I slept great. I, I, I don't have a grade two calf injury. I'm just making sure you're, you're sleeping all right. <laughs> Seems like a fair question, Frank. Yeah, I mean, we have to make sure everyone's getting that sleep in, Doc. You know, you know how important that sleep is. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> all right, let's begin with Giancarlo Stanton, who bicep, mystery shoulder, hit by a pitch so his calf hurts. What the heck's going on with, with Giancarlo Stanton? Um. Uh, I'm going to try to explain this in the quickest amount of time possible. I'll shut my mic off. (laughs) Um, grade two, I mean, grade one calf injury. I mean, it's a, um, you know, getting hit in the calf with a ball and hit by a pitch. It can result in a calf injury. It's probably just a mild strain, but still it will shut someone down. We have a two week optimal recovery time for that as well. So, you know, the shoulder optimal recovery time uh, should have, you know, sort of happened by, you know, they've reached the uh, healthy to return date already. It's really the um, uh, now the calf, which is a two week uh, HTR. And so June 3rd is uh, kind of when we see the the calf come back. But this is, you know, like we've talked about over and over again, the IL is going to be very common to Stanton. And my hope is, and I think the Yankees' hopes are, is that, you know, um, he can have these ticky-tack little injuries, but when come when it comes down to crunch time and uh, playoffs, et cetera, you know, he'll be able to be um, fully healed. My, my personal advice, if I was advising the Yankees, uh, I would say that he needs to be shut down for a longer period of time in terms of addressing some of these uh, multiple factors uh, to all of these ticky-tack injuries so that he can heal completely and then restart again. Because in order for him to have good longevity through the whole season, you know that is what's needed. If, if they're doing what they're doing right now, then the risk is, is that he'll have something significant at some point and he's out for the season altogether. And that's what we're looking at. I mean, his HPF is 45%, so he's not going to be really doing great trying to battle through these injuries. And uh, his injury risk is a third, basically 33%. Doc, I have a quick question just to follow up here with Giancarlo Stanton. I asked this to Brad Ziegler earlier on in the show, former major leaguer. Is it possible that having too much muscle mass is bad for a baseball player because, you know, we've heard this before with NFL players too. You know, the way that guys are built now, it's almost too much for the body to handle. And I think you see it sometimes with, you know, guys like Aaron Judge who, as strong as he is, you know, maybe he suffers an oblique injury because he's swinging like way harder than anyone else because he's way stronger than anybody else. And maybe that's why Stanton originally has this this bicep injury is because, you know, he's Swinging harder than anyone else because he's that much bigger. He's that much stronger. Is it possible that these guys are just too muscular, they're too strong for their own good? Well, just by the natural laws of physics, um, the tendon um, connects the you know muscle belly to the bone, and the tendon is not something that increases in size when you work out. It's the muscle. So now instead of a normal size muscle that these tendons have to deal with, you have double the size or you know significant amount of uh, muscle mass, right? And so you are absolutely right that there is a higher pr- pr- propensity of injury when these guys are. Um, 
you know, have muscle masses that are so much bigger than what their original muscle mass and their body was designed uh, to do. Uh, so that's number one. But number two, you know, that's why a lot of a lot of finesse and stretching and uh, motion, uh, teaching the appropriate motions for power to optimize and reduce the risk of injury. It's um, that's really the way the future of uh, um, uh, sports medicine is from a preventative standpoint. That's where you see a lot of physical therapists uh, training athletes on uh, how to react to certain situations and what types of motions that they should use um, and, and, and working out and working out certain muscle groups versus others so that their mechanics and forces are better from a protective mechanism standpoint. Okay, I'm going to follow up uh, from earlier on in the show. I think these guys have to go on the CC Sabathia diet, man. It's more of a Greg Selsman, Frank Stample diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going with. We're going with. <laughs> we don't want CCs. That's too big. That's, that's too big. Doc, um, let's move over to the bullpen here. Obviously, for fantasy baseball, uh, these injuries to closers is, is so valuable because we need to know who the next man up is, how long these guys are going to be out. And like Aaron Judge, Wade Davis is now dealing with an oblique strain, the left oblique. And, I mean, it, you know, this is always... Uh, this, this is like a nightmare. This is a nightmare for fantasy baseball purposes. You know, people use a decent pick uh, for Wade Davis. Um, how long is he going to be out? Uh, can we expect this to hamper him all season long? What do you guys have on Wade Davis? So Wade Davis, uh, grade one oblique strain, um, uh, which is good. It's not a grade two. Uh, so there's no intercept. There's not a significant strain. It's just a mild strain of his oblique. But, you know, it still requires a two-week optimal recovery time. So his healthy to return date for us is June the 5th. You know, he, he um, risks uh, worsening this injury if he comes back earlier than June 5th. All right, so Wade, That's not so bad, actually. Greg. No, it's okay. It's, it's grade only a grade one, one. Yep. oblique injury there for Wade Davis. He's got to be careful. Uh, he has to make sure uh, he gets healthy. He does because we have seen those injuries come back to haunt players and they come back too soon. Hopefully, Wade Davis does not. Uh, Doc, a guy that we were really upset that we didn't get over the weekend was Willie Calhoun. We did pick him up in other places, but on the teams that we owned together, we don't have him. And now we feel kind of good about it because he's, well, he's not playing at all because he's on the IL. How serious is this injury to Willie Calhoun? And when can we expect him back? So here's the difference, right? Uh, a grade one oblique is um, one thing, but a grade one quad, um, which is what he has, um, affects an outfielder a lot more because of the the range of coverage that they have to do in the uh, outfield to, to track down line drives and foul balls, etc. So in this particular case, the optimal recovery time is three weeks, not two weeks, and the HTR is June 11th instead of June the 5th. So some more grim news here. Not so good when it comes to um, when it comes to Willie like Calhoun, Greg. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've actually like hurt my quad before playing softball. Really? And like, I be I, I still played through it, but like even with like a week off between games and stuff, like it was clear that I needed more time than that. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off what Doc said there, and I, I think this is something that can actually linger a little bit longer. I'll say this: I I, I hurt my calves doing something at some point. And it took like a year between one of them. You're probably just walking, Greg. Most likely, yes. Uh, uh, it took like a year for one of them to fully heal, and the other one still seems to be sore. So these things linger. Yeah, yes, they do, Greg. And then we get the, uh, the overcompensation that we all uh, exactly. so often hear from doctors. To be honest with you, that's how I got injured my right calf. Because my left one was really hurting, so I think I was overcompensating while walking. Exactly right. And now the right one's really sore. My left one's good now. So hopefully my left one doesn't get sore again. 
Doc, do we almost sound like doctors now? I feel like, I feel I feel like, like we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your type of doctor talk. I don't understand it very much. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Doc, Chris Davis, the way that he's been handled, you would think that this guy plays for the New York Mets because what is going on? I mean, he injured his hip a couple of weeks ago uh, running into a, uh, a wall. I, I think it was uh, in Seattle. And it seemed like it has hampered his production ever since then. But for whatever reason, uh, they've said that they were going to put him on the IL. They didn't, and they've kind of just been going back and forth. And here we sit. He's still not placed on the IL. What is going on with Chris Davis? Uh, why are they handling him this way? And, and should he be? Should he be on the IL right now? Well, here's what I think what happened is that when he uh, aggravated the hip on Tuesday, and which is really what he did is he aggravated the oblique, um, I think the initial assessment by the team doctors was the fact that it wasn't that big of a deal and, you know, it's okay. But then I think something has done, something happened, whether he complained more of pain and, and he had, you know, sort of limited rotational ability or something has happened that they have ordered an MRI on him. So whenever somebody orders an MRI on somebody, uh, even even if it's a professional team, um, they are they've seen something clinically that they definitely want to further evaluate. So it rises to the level of a grade one um, at least. So just school of our algorithm basically says is anytime it hears about an MRI, it automatically a minimum grade one is what's there. Now, based on what the results are, we'll see how high it goes. So the optimal recovery time now for an aggravate re-aggravated oblique um, is a grade one, which is now uh, two weeks, and we're looking at June 5th. But that is a tentative two weeks right now because based on the MRI, if it shows that there's a significant amount of fluid within that oblique and it rises to the level of a grade two, that, uh, that automatically moves it to the end of June. That's how sensitive it is. Basically, it's either the beginning of June or the end of June. The A's needs to be really careful when it is Chris Davis. Yeah. Please, stop, stop messing, messing around. around. Huh? You know, we're going to put him on the IL. We're not going to put him on the IL. Please, we need this guy for the long haul. We need him to get completely, completely healthy. One of the best sluggers in the game, Greg. We can't really afford to be without him. Absolutely. Chris Davis has to get healthy. One of the other best sluggers in the game, at least this season, has been George Springer, who's been out for a while, or all this week, I should say, with a back injury that we saw kind of creep up on him on, I guess it was Sunday. How serious is the back injury for George Springer? We've heard there's a chance he's actually back this weekend for Houston. What can you tell us, Doc? Yeah, so it's fun. it's not funny, but it's interesting that his injury risk is high um, in general because of all of the injuries that he's had. I mean, he's had a right quad in 14, concussion in 15, wrist fracture in in 15, quad strain in 17, and a left thumb sprain in 18, and qu another quad in 18. So he's not had a back injury before, and his MRI did not show a disc herniation, so that's good. So all of this is paraspinal muscle stiffness, and so it's it's the uh, the highest grade that you can give him right now is a grade one, which is what he has, which is a two-week optimal recovery time. HTR is June the 2nd, so it's very soon. Okay, so that's not so bad here for George Springer, Greggy. He's dealt with a lot of different injuries, but hasn't dealt with the back before. And Doc, another slugger, a star player in the league that's dealing with a back injury. It's been on and off what seems like, at least over the past month here, is Christian Yelich, arguably the league MVP right now, the front runner for it. And uh, much like Chris Davis, we can't really afford to be without Christian Yelich. Now, if he needs an IL stint to get completely healthy, I would be on board. I would support that. But what do the algorithms say about Christian Yelich and this back injury that he's continuously dealing with? 
Um, so this is the soft tissue. It doesn't rise to the level of a grade one. The problem is, is that he also had this uh, in 16 and in 15. Um, and uh, so uh, I don't have a history of an MRI result on him. So um, you know, right now we have to assume that this is muscle spasm and it's an optimal recovery time of one week. And his HTR actually is May the 28th. So it's only in about four or five days. But they should really rest him for um, a week at least just so that he can have a good chance of he of uh, relaxing those paraspinal muscles so that he can get the optimal chance to, you know, sort of um, be performing on the field for the team at its peak. Greg, I realize that the Brewers are in a dogfight here yep. in the NL Central, yep. but if you're going to rest him for a few days, maybe even a week, at that point, don't you just put him on the IL right away? I would think so. It uh, just seems like, uh, much like Chris Davis, they've been so off and on, like, he leaves games with a back injury. The next day he's out. The next day he's out. It's been like off and on. But I think Why don't you but, just give this guy ten days to recover because I don't think they believe the injury is a, a ten day injury. I think maybe they think it's a three or four day injury and you get him back. Yeah, it just seems so optimistic sometimes with these teams, man. I understand they need him as great as he's been. I understand all that, but it it almost makes more sense to me to just shut this guy down for ten days, let him come back completely healthy, and then see if that helps him out rather than. All right, we'll do the three-day thing. He'll come back, re-injure himself three days again. It just, it just seems like it all adds up to being 10 days on the IL anyway. When it comes, when it comes to injuries, we, well, we have the good doctor. It's Dr. Ray here uh, joining us for a few more minutes. Bradley Zimmer has been out the entire season for the Cleveland Indians battling shoulder injury. Uh, we promised Ventura and Frank we would ask you about him a week ago. We didn't, so let's do it now. Bradley Zimmer, how close is he to returning? Yeah, so uh, so he started playing in extended rehab. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, expected to start a rehab assignment in around a week. You know, um, right now he's on schedule. From everything that we've seen, um, he's passed his optimal recovery time, which is good. I think they're becoming they're they're taking him very sensitively as they should with a you know grade four shoulder injury to repair the labrum, um, and so. Uh, for all intents and purposes, um, you know, he should be uh, getting on, hopefully back in the lineup in about two to three weeks. That's what we're looking at. Pretty good from Bradley Zimmer. You know he's going to have a long rehab assignment because uh, he hasn't played baseball in a year. There's also a chance he's optioned at AAA to get even more of a rehab. Bradley Zimmer, I think, really the second half of the year could help the Indians. It could help fantasy. I know we talked a lot about that yesterday. Yeah, I think in deeper leagues, and I've said this, you know, five outfielder leagues, 15-team mix, AL only, I, I would go out there and stash him now. He could be back in a few weeks, and this Cleveland Indians lineup has underwhelmed, but I think if they all start to click together at the same time, they actually could be a pretty dangerous lineup. So uh, let's see what happens with Bradley Zimmer. I would be stashing him in deeper leagues. Doc, we have an, uh, another outfielder here. It seems like a bunch of outfielder injuries. Uh, but just injuries Puig, in general. <laughs> always, always injuries. But uh, a lot of outfielders banged up right now. Yasiel Puig, dealing with this shoulder injury, has not played the entirety of the week. They've been talking about you know, him maybe returning for the weekend series. Um, what's going on with uh, Yasiel Puig with the shoulder injury? If he returns over the weekend, is that too soon? Well, what do you guys That's have? That's too soon. Yeah, uh, shoulder injury. It's grade one. It's not a soft tissue. It's two week recovery time. It's June second is when we're looking at. If he comes back over the weekend, he's got a very high chance of reaggravating that injury, especially because it's a throwing shoulder, and um, you don't know where the way the game can go. And if he has to be really aggressive with the throw or make some weird, you know, off balance throw, he could really do damage. So, you know, if he starts back before June second again, I would take that as a really, really high-risk situation right now. He's at 39%, so he's nowhere near to back to low injury risk. Be very, very careful with Yasiel Puig. Um, 
over the coming over the coming week. Doc, we have time for just uh, another player or two. But before we go, uh, Frank's been talking a lot about Jeff McNeil and, and J.D. Davis here this week. And a lot of that has to do with the uh, opening uh, in the outfield for the Mets. Michael Conforto's on the I.L. with a concussion. And then Brandon Nimmo hit the I.L. yesterday uh, with a neck injury. We asked you about him a couple of weeks ago. How serious is this injury to Brandon Nimmo? You know, the MRI, it's interesting. So the um, the MRI shows inflammation in the neck, but no structural damage. So translation, okay? Um, no structural damage means that there is uh, no, um, you know, disc herniation or uh, muscle um, sort of tear, like, you know, all of the neck muscles, et cetera. But there is inflammation, which means there's fluid in the muscle. So it's a grade one injury. We don't know the exact muscle. Um, you know, you know how you guys get like pretty like stiff necks if you sleep with a crick, yeah. you know, once yeah. or like, it's kind of like similar to that. And so hurts. obviously that's pretty, it, it hurts a lot, but so he needs two weeks for sure. June 4th. Is it, is uh, doc, is it bad to crack your neck? <laughs> Seriously, the general question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, sometimes you have a choice. Yeah. You know, when you crack yes. your neck like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's not really good or bad. It's just you know releases. These are these are tiny joints, um, the facet joints in the spine that crack, and uh, they just move a little bit, and and they release a little bit of nitrogen gas. That's what happens. So huh. it's not really good or bad. True story, Greg. One time I went to a chiropractor, it's cracked it, and they legitimately like cracked my neck really hard. Yeah, and I thought I saw the light. I thought I was done. And I never went back again. I'm like, I can't do this. You shouldn't go so to a chiropractor. Scary. Don't go to a chiropractor. Doctors hate chiropractors. Yeah. Seriously. I'm out. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with the good doctor on this one. Not going back to the chiropractor. Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. We appreciate the time. We'll do it again next week. All right, guys. See you next week. Awesome. All right. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll wrap it all up. Final 20 minutes of the show. Coming up next. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Make it rain. The team that has the edge is the team that has the veteran leadership, has the guys that know in this situation how to push the right buttons. Nick Nurse has done a great job. Kawhi's done a great job. They have done a really good job of putting Milwaukee in a situation they have not seen all year. And that's the whole thing, right? We don't know how Milwaukee's going to react because Milwaukee's never been in this situation before. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. We 
Get Fantasy Update. And the Marlins don't score a run uh, in 26 innings, yet they rough up DeGrom and get the win. Like, out of all the guys, too, that's got to be very, very concerning. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper came out. I had to be better. He had a, he had two clutch hits in that game. McCutcheon was, uh, came back. They looked great against uh, in their win last night, right? They came back. The Phillies got it done against the Rockies, and they were a desperate team. And now you look at the, the Mets, and we're DeGrom getting shelled by a team that can't hit AAA pitching. Concerning. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Final 18 minutes of the program here. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Chris Venture, Frank Sussman, all hanging out. Hanging out. Why do you seem so confused while you're saying that? Not confused at all. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the facial expression. Are we, not, are, are we not all hanging out? We are. Yeah. So that's what I was, that's why that's why I was talking about. I did learn something just now, by the way, from Dr. A. What's that? Among many things about the injuries or whatever. And about the neck. Yeah. You know he said, for all intents and purposes... You know, I said that, you know, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. I never knew that that was the phrase. Intents and purposes. Correct. For all intents and purposes. You thought it was intensive? Intensive Purpose. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought forever, yeah. until just now. When he said it with like a clear space, like for all intents and purposes. I'm like, well, that makes a lot more sense than <laughs> all intensive purposes. Yeah, it <laughs> yes, it does, Greg. But I've done it my whole life. I've always said for all intents and purposes. I think a lot. I think of all of us for the longest time. Not only is he the good doctor, he's the good teacher. Greg. Yes, yes, he knows. He's here to teach. He's here to teach. He's a doctor and a but teacher. A lot of people say instead of supposedly, they say supposedly. You're right. With a B instead of a D. You know what really bothers me? Come on. That a lot of that. a lot of people I know say use. Not good. I, I can't stand like that. Re- referring to a person. Yeah. Oh, what are you? What are you doing? I hate you. What are you doing? You know how many people say that? that I know. <laughs> I don't hear that a lot. I, I don't like. That. Yeah, you won't hear it. A that lot. that infuriates me. Yeah, that. it's like that's not English. I, I don't like that one. Yeah. Even my girlfriend does. Grammar it sometimes. police out here. Sometimes she does. really. Yeah, and I'm Steve's like, use. I'm like Chris. Come on, use. Yeah, like two utes. It's like, come on. No. Two what? Oh, that's from uh, my cousin Vinny. Oh, great. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. Uh, Fun fact: I'm giving you just a bunch. Bunch of fun facts today about myself. Almost, I thought I almost died when I went to the chiropractor. Uh, other fun fact, I had the biggest crush on the woman in My Cousin Vinny. Oh, Marissa Tomei. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really she's an attractive pretty. woman. Did yeah. you find her attractive when she was naked in The Wrestler? I didn't uh, watch that. Now I probably will. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, I think that's the woman from my cousin Vinny. And then I had to reveal to uh, my fiance, I was like, oh, well, I used to have a crush on her back in the day. Would she say? Shut this movie off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> do you really do it like that? Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Me? She looks at my phone and sees like, all these models. And I'm yeah. just like, well, yeah, we, we know that about you, Greg. You are not, uh, not, not a very, shame. I don't, I don't know. very excited human being. I don't know if she knew, though. This guy, like she had models all over. Listen, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to, yeah. to, to look at pretty. Greg women. Yeah. Instagram is like a 14 year old kid's Instagram. We'll it, why? Because models There's are models on it. On it? <laughs> at least, sorry, it's not all fantasy baseball analysts, Frank. I'd rather look at models. <laughs> Instagram is made for models. Legitimately yeah. made for models. models. My entire Instagram is legitimately just models and food. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah. 
Porn and food porn. <laughs> that's yeah. that's Greg Sussman. That's not porn. There's no, there's no, there's no like pornography. It's just right. like models. Oh, come on, Greg. Be, be very clear. You know, I was <laughs> going based off of the hashtag, the food porn hashtag. Yeah, like Martino just texted me like <laughs> Lindsay Palos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually follow her though. You probably have like a top five. I, in top my head, five. I do. Yeah, I try to go for the lesser known ones. Well, yeah. How do how do you not follow Lindsay Palos? Eh, I don't know. She's just like. I don't think I follow. She's her. too mainstream. This is like the biggest cop out. Saying like thing to say ever too mainstream. It's, like, it's not like fiance's listening or anything, but I I, just, I kind of feel bad. I kind I just feel bad. Like if I'm scrolling through my Instagram and I have yeah, a you're looking of, like, at girls. Oh my god, I just feel Frank! Bad. Oh god, know. come on, Frank, <laughs> dude. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? I know, but like I have uh, I have Noel Foley, right? For example, yeah, yeah. Mick Foley's daughter. Sure, right, pretty attractive woman. Yeah, she's attractive. Yeah, she like is posting pictures of herself like half naked all the time. It's great. All right, I, I gotta stop. What? King is Why? Gonna looking on Instagram. She's gonna be like, "Well, what are you doing? What are you looking?" What'd she at? get mad? You think? I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, if she was looking at like half naked guys, I would. I would be upset. Would you? Would you? I, I, let, I let like Christina's you want favorite. Others as you want done to yourself. Well, Chris, Christina's movie. favorite person guy is it, you. It, well, besides me, <laughs> like star is Thor, aka Chris Hemsworth. Oh, well, everyone sure, loves him. So, good looking guy. And I'm like, dude. Uh, He's so good looking and stuff. I wouldn't even mind. Like you know what I mean. I'm like, go ahead. You good look looking at him guy. naked. I don't care. Yeah, you know Judy, what I'm Judy's in love with Russell Wilson. He's like the greatest looking guy ever. There you go, Russell well, Wilson. You know, Scott hey, needs to think that too. And mine is Halsey right now. <laughs> oh, really? I love Halsey. Halsey. And she knows that. Every time she's on, she says, "Oh, look, your girl's on." Halsey. Yeah, Halsey. I love Halsey. Even though it, her hair's short. Even when she's like bald. Yeah, she has really short hair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a guy's haircut, but yes. she's so pretty that it actually works. And for most girls, that does not work. I don't. Ah, she doesn't do it for me. She does it for me. I don't know why. I All like. Right. Yeah, All I right. like everything about Halsey. All right. Uh, she's a great. Like many singer. others out there who are listening or watching, they probably opened up a tab and, and typed in Halsey. She's gorgeous. I mean, I don't I think, think, uh, you're, do you're me. out on a limb here, Ventura. Really? You are out on a limb. She's here. not gorgeous. I don't know. I, maybe it's the singing too that does I'm it out. for me too. Good singer. I really like her singing. Me, I, I admittedly, I'm uh, I'm always at an Emily Ratajkowski mark. Sure, Ooh. she's pretty. Yeah, she's a like. Yeah. A, All right, she's a model. model. She's a real model. She's a, she's a real model. Yeah. Spell it. Spell it. Just write Emily. Just write Emrata. E M R A T A. Very skinny, but that's fine. Her features like are not. Her features like are not super skinny. Yeah. She was in uh, the Way Entourage movie. Girl. She was in the Entourage movie. Yes. Way too skinny. Girl. So was Halsey. Part about it. I mean, there's nothing good about it. <laughs> um. Yeah, Emily Ratajkowski is a good one. And then like you, know, you have your actresses you like. Like I've always been an Anna Kendrick person, of course. Hmm. The girl next door, you know. She's, she's cute. She's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've then, always been Kate Beckinsale. Not, sure. She's not like an Instagram model Anna Kendrick or anything like that. But right, right, right. If you, want, if you want some Instagram models, Frank, I'll be happy to show you my, my phone later. <laughs> the <laughs> list. Good looking, there's good looking women on there. Send yeah. an email later. Like, like Sierra Sky. Yeah. You always got to do this, Frank. I, every Sierra time you're Sierra. talking about other women. Other women. All these women. <laughs> you know Sierra Sky now? I, I don't think I spelled her name correctly. Just Sierra. Yeah. Well, I spelt it like the uh, the artist Sierra, and and that's not no like Sierra S I E R R A. Yes, that's what you should have said. I'm sorry, Sierra, Sierra. Sierra. All right, uh, I'm I'm not gonna say anything. About it. You don't like that one? I'm let this one rock. You don't like her? Well, if you can follow the trend, Greg, what I've done so far is the women that I haven't liked. <laughs> I've said that I haven't liked. Them. Oh my god! I said Chris. Uh, let's move on to the next topic when it comes to Sierra Sky. Oh my god! This guy. <laughs> You never know who's watching. Listening. <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> Judy. I, I'm happy if Judy's listening for once. Frank, look, this is not. Frank, look, you see all these all these women over here that are walking by. I looked at my screen and said, "What the hell is this guy looking at?" While he's supposed to be doing a radio show. What are you so embarrassed about, man? 
There's good-looking women in, in, the, in world, the world other than your I'm fiance. I'm not denying that, Greg. And you can't help but look sometimes. I mean, Absolutely. they're everywhere. Yeah, it's human nature. Like, uh, yeah. You, but uh, Greg's not... It's not a matter of... Greg's just looking at a girl who's walking by. I am. I mean, he's actively seeking it out. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay on Instagram. You're just looking. Like it's on Instagram. I'm just yeah. looking. Yeah. Fine. I have a ton on there, Greg. too. I mean, think, can't help it. It's not just Greg. It's, it's Frank that's odd here. Chris has a ton. Martina, how's your models looking on Instagram? Well, it is just Lindsay Payless, really. Martina, and, and Mandy Martina Rose. Is not, he's not tied down to anything. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, he is. I'm not tied down either, bud. Yeah. You're no, the closest one point. to getting married. Devon is already married. Devon is tied down. I wish I could be the way you are, Greg, when I'm in a relationship. Because I have, like, tunnel vision. Like, if I was Frank, I couldn't look outside. Jesus, you guys are. Wow. We're honorable. Loyal. Brian. Ned Stark. Brian's got a tunnel model. Ned Stark. (laughs) Well, he's not. Well, that story story doesn't end well, Frank. He's not not tied down to anything either. He's like, kid just graduated college. Sure. Ned Stark. Ned Stark would be proud of us. (laughs) Ned Stark would be proud of us. We know what happens to Ned Stark, so. That's what you want to well, do. But you know what? He died with honor, Greg. You, you're Varys, and you'll be burned alive. Varys. <laughs> I'm just going to live longer. But he, Although he, he, uh, he does Varys care about makes the sense. Realm. Yeah, Varys makes sense. Wait, no, so. Varys doesn't make any sense. He, didn't, he doesn't like anything. Yeah, Varys makes no sense. No, I just you know who I am? Like, you you, you, you want to call me right? Braun? I'll be Braun, master, master of coin. There you go. Of course, he wants to build brothels. That makes sense. I want to build brothels and get all the money and be in charge of the money. Yeah. And be a lord, a lord of High Garden. Sure, like you're the master of whispers, Greg. You always know what's going on. You always got your ear to the wall. You always, you always <laughs> got to. You got you got the pulse. You care about the realm. Yeah, and we are the realm. Embarrassing. Embar- I mean, he called it. He called, I didn't mean it. In you know, you know, you lost your uh, your dong or anything like that. He knows what's going to happen. Two or three, you know, basically weeks before everybody else. He gets it from his little birdies. All right, Greg. So tell me, who, who are the little birdies saying <laughs> is the next pickup that we should be making? Yes. Since you can look into the future. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll ask Florida tomorrow. <laughs> that, that we will. Hopefully. Is that, wait, is this one of the weeks where K. he's too busy for us? It might oh, be. I think it is. Yeah, I think so. I think Florida's out. Like Florida or something. I don't know. I'll have to find it. You'll have to text them. Yeah. Like, well, you could come on and defend your love of Rich Hill. That might entice him. Yeah. Uh, Let me read this before Martina yells at me. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports. And you're in control. Go to to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free rager of up to $500.com. $500 today. I don't know I said .com. FanDuel.com slash grid. There you go. All right, we had about eight minutes to go, Frank. Greg. Yeah. David Dahl just got replaced by Ian Desmond. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Frank. I can't do this anymore. Oh, my gosh. I just want to – I never thought I would say this, Greg. What do I, we I do? Just, I want to drop these guys. So drop them. I em. just want to drop all of my rockets. This is ridiculous. Players. I want to drop them. This, this is so is ridiculous, man. David Dahl, Daniel Murphy. These guys can't Dahl. play in games. They, when they play in games, they, they strike right. out or they get lifted for Wait. Ian Desmond. Well, David Dahl was playing center field. I mean, he's probably hurt. I mean, he's not, he didn't get lifted for Ian Desmond or a pinch hit for him, sure. Right. Or he just got hurt, dude. He's a defensive yeah, replacement. I, I, exactly. Not, he got hurt. 
I know, it's not like him just sucking, which he also does. Because it's only the fourth inning, too. Like, this, is, this is very bad. All right, we'll figure that out. If he's injured. I'm going to look it up now on Twitter. Now you got to be nervous, guys. Oh, wait. Yeah. What? I got it wrong. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Rather, uh, nah, well, someone in the chat got it wrong. Dude, it was Charlie actually, Blackman's Charlie out of the game. <laughs> no, but it actually says it on MLB. Defensive substitute Ian Desmond replaced the center fielder David Dahl. Correct, because David Dahl moved to right to replace ah, Charlie Blackman. Mm. Dude, tricky. You can't do that. <laughs> you cannot do that. Scared me, man. He's not hurt. <laughs> Wait, I'm, just, I'm just going based off what I told you. You are killing me. Whatever, man. David Dahl sucks anyway. Agreed. Who cares? I mean, I care because I, I need Charlie Blackman's out of the game. I can't believe we're calling major leagues that hit 290s <laughs> that they suck. All right, well, what is, he, what is he doing over the last two weeks? Then? He hasn't been great. You're, I agree with that. He's not, he's not very good do right now. He doesn't do get, give you stats. Like, There's no counting stats. They're about to go on a 10-game homestand in Colorado. If it doesn't happen now, it never will. It never will. Nope. Over the last 30 days. How is this even possible? He must have got off to a really hot start. Yeah. Yeah. The last 30 yes. days, David Dahl's batting 256. That's not that with bad. With a 716 OPS. That's bad. With one home run. Very bad. In 78 at-bats. I still believe. The Rays... I, I have, you played in my league, so I could trade him to you. I have a real injury note for you. The Rays placed <laughs> Yandy Diaz on the IL. That, that hurts a lot of people. suboptimal, Greg, because we have him in our lineup. Uh, as do I in the pit league against you. That seems optimal. <laughs> <laughs> so Yandy Diaz... I did ask about this on Monday. I did ask about Jesus Aguilar versus Yandy Diaz. Well, I mean, look, we took a chance. And, and this is exactly... This was the... Chance that I didn't want to take with Gregory Polanco. Right. You know, how did I know? I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know he was going to just come back in the lineup. And so, it, yeah. I, I chose to, to play it safe. And, you know, that's sometimes hindsight. That's yeah. what you should have done with Yandy Diaz. Like in a 15 team league, right. we were deciding, you know, Yandy Diaz, I think six or seven games. Although six. We knew it, he it was six games. Coming in. Or Jesus Aguilar with five games against right handed pitching. And yesterday, yeah. he sat out for Eric Thames. So. No, that's a logical choice. He just got hurt, and you didn't expect that. He, he showed no signs. He, he was hurt. hurt. He was hurt we coming into the week. We didn't know if he was going to play or not. So we, we rolled the dice, and it didn't pay off. It turned out badly, Greg. Mm, did not pay off, Frank. You know what I could pick up in this league? What's up? I could welcome in the squad Big J.D. Davis. Or Roddy Tlez. Is he available? I think so. Well, maybe that's the guy. He just hit another. He had a double and scored another run today. He's not available. Mike, Blue, Mike Blewett owns him. Yeah, this league, sure there's available. nothing out Mike there. Mike Blewett just pick him up. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't have that in front of me. Hey, do you have any uh, best bets forever today? Or oh, I should. Let's exactly do that. We have four minutes to go. Let's do the uh, fantasy. Probably too late to look back at last night. Anyway. I, I'm, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. All right, let's do the fantasy best bets forever. It's not really fantasy. It's, it's, it's true. Uh, best bets forever. <laughs> the Most games today are in the afternoon. So I'll only leave two games on later on. And I think this one's obvious, man, uh, at least for me. Give me, at plus 164, give me the White Sox later against Corbin Martin and the Astros. Interesting. Uh, really, Greg? Yeah. Greg's hot, though. So give if Greg me. says it, it's Give me Giolito and the White Sox, plus 164. Tonight. Great odds. I'm going, I'm going back to what we, what we like. Marty Perez, night, Greg, yeah. And, and that's, that's the 407 game today with the Minnesota Twins going up against the Angels. And... Um, the odds are actually dropping. There's been more money coming in on the Angels, Greg, because this was minus 150 when I looked before the show. It's now minus 140. Beautiful. Money line for Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins and 
Martin Perez on the mound. So I would take that money line here with the Twins. This is also interesting, Frank. The over-under in that game is 10, which is wild. But the, I thought about that, but the Twins could score 10 runs against Agree. That's why I'm not touching that? Yes. But Nola versus Lester, the total is 9.5. I saw that as well. And you know what that tells high. me is that the wind is probably blowing out of, sure, of Wrigley, right? That's probably what we're looking at here. Must be. Because that seems, that seems. Yeah, high. I mean, the under, I, I don't think that the under is a bad play there. I, that's something that I was looking at as well. But mm-hmm. it's, look, Aaron Knoll has not been himself this year. John Lester has probably outperformed himself. Outperformed yeah. what we've expected from him. So this could be like this is a sucker regression play. game. This is, a, this, this is a sucker play. What do you got? What? The, under, the under in that, in the Chicago. Why well, Phillies game? You think it's a sucker play? I think it's a sucker play. Yeah, taking the yeah, under. Probably, I, I probably just wouldn't touch it overall. I think the uh, the game you like though with the Astros and White Sox. Yeah. the over is a good bet. Over nine, you're saying? Over nine. Over nine. Minus one hundred eight. I actually like, prefer the under. That's really? A, that's a tricky one. It's tricky because you got Corbin, Corbin yeah. Martin on the mountain, who more stars. than likely going to get one shelled. One was really good. Yeah. One was meh, and that was against Boston. So it's like the jury is still kind of out on Corbin Martin. Right. But more than likely, he's going to give up at least two or three runs, something like he's that. Well. Okay, he's, and and he has the pedigree. And then you got Giolito's pitch well, but he's playing the Astros. He's pitch well, so he might give a four. I don't know. It's going to be close. Yeah. I kind of like the over there. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't love the total in that game, but I do like the Twinkies. I like my Twinkies. The Twinkies minus one forty. I do agree that under ten, the numbers. Oh, minus probably too high, Greg. Minus one ninety for the Astros. I like Giolito. I just old. Yeah, I would never touch minus one ninety with Corbin Martin on the mound, though. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like it's just that's just not. It's either you bet the White Sox there, or you just don't touch that game at all. Right, correct. Yeah, men. Yeah. Well, there you go. We only have five games left on today's slate. That uh, most started most everything taking place uh, this afternoon here. Right now, yeah, we got a lot of games. Four of them started before one o'clock. How about that? How about that? All, all right, right. digging. Uh, we'll take a break for the next twenty-two hours, <laughs> and then we come back tomorrow. Maybe with Mike Florio. Maybe not. Maybe with Chris Venture. Maybe not. But Frank and I. Get Frank and I. We're going to be here. We hope you will be too. For Chris Venture, for Dr. A, for Brad Ziegler, for everybody downstairs, for Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope.